Simple Life Together, Episode 37, Procrastination and Doing a Personal Review. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. On the last episode of the show, Dan talked about how busy, busy is the new I'm doing fine, thanks. And I shared some tips on making back to school a smoother transition. Now, on today's show, I'm going to talk about how we procrastinate and how you can overcome it. And Dan is going to talk about his top five takeaways from his personal review. But first, we'd like to share some feedback that we got. And in iTunes, Brooke Wheat wrote, what a find. I am late to the party, but that is not stopping me from catching up. I love the way Dan and Vanessa are so kind and sweet to each other. Isn't that nice, babe? (laughs) They have a great energy and attention to detail. Their podcasts are a joy, and I'm so glad I found them. You two are a great motivation and a wealth of knowledge. Thank you for all the energy you put into sharing with us, your community. Well, thank you, Brooke. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. We also received a lot of great comments from being guests on Beyond the To-Do List with Eric J. Fisher. We had a blast with Eric, and you can listen in at simplelifetogether.com slash beyond. Yes, and uh, he really is a great host. He had great questions, and we just had a lot of fun on that one, didn't we? Yeah, he has a lot of great guests on his show, too. He sure does. That's Mm -hmm. a fantastic podcast. And thanks again to any of you who have ever taken the time to leave us a rating and review in iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher the show is in the listings, and that's how people find us. So if you get the chance, please head on over to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes, scroll down to the customer reviews area where you'll see a writer review. And there you can leave us some loving, uh, write a couple of lines, hit the stars, and that's it. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So, okay, let's jump into the topics. We've been putting off this one for quite a while, Vanessa, so, <laughs> so why don't you go first? Yeah, we've just been procrastinating. That's right, that's right. <laughs> well, as many of you know, Dan and I just came off of a one-month working vacation, and we talked about that in episode 35. Well, it was part business and, and part vacation, and it was so much fun. We really didn't want it to end. No, we didn't. <laughs> but we did have to get our kids back to school, and I had a few clients waiting for my return, so we basically succumbed to reality and made plans to transition into our pre vacay work life. You know, I don't even know where I got the term vacay. That's when you lived in California. Must be a Cali thing. Hey, girl, <laughs> going on like vacay? And I'm like so pumped. <laughs> I mean, as if I shouldn't be pumped, right? And I don't know why everything I say sounds like a question. <laughs> <laughs> vacay. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a Cali yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely well, a Cali know, thing. Actually, do you know vacation is strictly an American term? You it's know? usually a holiday, isn't it? Yeah, it's usually. Well, it, in Europe, at least. And it was. I, I read this when I was reading. I think it was in Smithsonian magazine i actually honestly i forget where it was but uh the adirondacks were the big vacation spot for folks post industrial revolution you know people would go up to uh the adirondacks in upstate new york and they would like the move the whole family they would vacate their house and go up there and they at the term vacation stuff oh very so, cool little known fact yeah but, honestly i don't even know if it's a fact somebody might have made that stuff up but i'm just saying well that's cool well you know i didn't want our vacation to end you know but i was looking forward to getting back to work and starting some new projects like speaking engagements getting involved with other professional organizing groups and reconnecting with old clients and getting back to our simple life to get the podcast of course of course <laughs> Uh, I don't know about you, Dan, but my transition has, it's been a little bit tough. It's, Mine too. You know, and I, it's not that I lack the motivation. I've been motivated since April after the NAPO conference and our July World Domination Summit trip. I'm very pumped to get moving on stuff, but 
I'm not moving as fast as I thought I would. <laughs> um, and, and granted, it's been only a week and a half since we've been back. And not to mention, I did have some hands-on client work only two days after we arrived home. But I am struggling, struggling to get started. I, You know, I am too. I think uh, that I kind of prompted is. my topic today as well. Yeah. So. And I think the problem is procrastination, which obviously is my topic of conversation today. And it's not necessarily deliberate procrastination, like all-out avoidance or putting stuff off to the last minute because you know you can. That used to be my MO, actually. Really? I, I actually thought my procrastination was a great trait, and I would justify it by saying, I'm not a procrastinator. I just work best under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, while I did feel this statement held some merit most of the time, what I failed to realize or admit was that I paid a heavy toll for my procrastination in the form of undue stress, unwanted frustration sleepless nights, lost appetite, unfair shifting of priorities, unfair stress put on my staff because of those shifting priorities and probably some missed opportunities. Like, Well, you know, opportunities to have better programs, better training, yeah. better presentations. So yeah. I have since learned that my gift of procrastination wasn't such a gift after all. <laughs> so, but this time I'm actually having problems just, just getting started. And I know I'm not the only one who struggles with procrastination. Even the most productive of us struggle at some point or in a particular area of their life where they tend to procrastinate, whether it be fitness, work, home projects, whatever the case. Um, I think we all suffer with procrastination think, yeah. in, in some area or at some right. point in our life. I think you're right. So... As a firm believer that you can control your environment and that you are responsible for your choices, which we talked about, or I think... I think I talked about that. Yeah, you talked about we talked about together um, back in episode 32. I wanted to discuss and share some reasons why I think we tend to procrastinate and perhaps share some strategies on how to overcome it. And when you can pinpoint the cause, obviously you're better able to tackle the issue right. or yeah. obstacle, if you will. So for me, in times like these, I try to pause and not beat myself up take a step back and evaluate the triggers of my procrastination. And then I work to either eliminate those triggers, which could be overcommitments, too many projects and so on, or find some sort of workaround. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. So, so what do you think is the cause of procrastination? Well, there could be several factors. But one thing is maybe it's too many new things to tackle, like new routines, new habits, new projects, new schedules, when you have multiple new things going on at once, it can be pretty overwhelming and throw you off balance, which I think is what's going on with me right now. Oh, yeah. You know, I've got just, you know, new business ideas, new commitments, a new routine that I want to start and, and adjust to. And so I think that's kind of, that can be an obstacle for some folks when it comes to trying to get things done. Right. Now, some other things that might cause procrastination is fear. And this is fear of failure or success or not achieving perfection or the fear of being disappointed. And Dan and I had this conversation the other day. It's just sometimes, you know, you don't do something because you think that you might be disappointed in, in someone or some presentation, or maybe uh, you're looking at going to a business conference, but you don't want to be disappointed and waste right. the money. And so there's this fear of, of disappointment. So believe it or not, that can cause you to not make a decision on something or move forward on something. Uh, I believe it. Another thing that might cause procrastination is basically the unpleasantness of the task. Right. You know, how long a project will take physically and mentally may be just totally something that you don't even want to deal with. Right. You know, and I think I'm, I don't know if I talked about this on the show or not, but um, even with a lot of my DIY projects, I, you know, I, I think I've mentioned that I loved doing that stuff, but I kind of burned myself out on it because oh, I yeah. did so many projects here. And um, that unpleasantness of the task that you're talking about. Just knowing about, how long it was going to take, how yeah. physically and mentally demanding it was going to yes. be, it was kind of a turnoff. Yes. You know? Not only that, but knowing that I, 
am, I'm, I'm decent at a lot of things. But one thing I'm not good at when it comes to my hands-on projects is estimating how long mm-hmm. it's going to take me to do it. And you always double it. So right. I'm totally in tune with the unpleasantness of the task one. Yeah. Well, I just think that is a major obstacle. But another obstacle is just being overwhelmed with major life events. And this is totally understandable. However, I have to admit, Dan and I do pretty well at handling major life events because our routine and mundane things in our lives are so organized to the point that they kind of run themselves whenever a major event happens. And so that stuff just kind of runs itself. And that's why I'm such an advocate, obviously, of being organized and tackling those day-to-day things and and, and having those systems set up and those routines set up because then you are better able to handle stress and those big major life events. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, Another thing that causes procrastination is just being overextended with family, friends, and work obligations. Uh I think we all fall victim to this at some point. And another thing is being indecisive. Having too many decisions to make, um, analysis paralysis. I know some family members in my family have a hard time with getting big projects done because they just spend so much time trying to decide what they want to do that they don't do anything at all. Yeah. Well, I know I I can tend to um, over-research things, too, if it's something I'm not familiar with. Sure. But I try to, I try to you know, set parameters. If it's not a time-driven task or event, then I... I guess I, I go. I tend to go too far sometimes. Sure, you can research. invest a little bit more time, but yeah. if it is time driven, then it's like okay, let's look at a few options and then let's just make a decision and go. Right. Right. <laughs> but that comes with our background too. I mean, you know, I grew up in a military family, um, and so you know, my my father was very big on let's do let's decide and talk things out, work together as a team, but let's make a decision and do. And right. then, of course, as military officers, you're kind of making decisions on a daily basis. So. It's not really hard for us, but for some people, it really is hard to make decisions and just take action. Right. So, and then the last thing, as far as some of the things that are obstacles and and, and why you procrastinate is just failing to prioritize what's important in our lives. Right. And again, I think all of us fall victim to this too, because you have this list of priorities, but it's, or things that need to get done, it's just a matter of prioritizing them. But it's not just you're constantly reevaluating what's a priority in your life, and they will shift. And so, anyhow, so those are some of the obstacles and why we procrastinate. And and you know, and I'm no longer an advocate of working under pressure, like I said. (laughs) Um, And I personally have made significant strides to avoid procrastination, but I still fall into its trap every now and again. And and when I fall into its trap or get enticed by its temporary satisfaction of postponing the pain, if you will, (laughs) I just reach into my little toolkit. You know, Dan has a big toolkit of cool things that he shared with you guys. I have a little toolkit myself, but I just pull, you know, reach into my toolkit to find ways to combat procrastination. And so I'm going to share those with you now. Okay? Awesome. Yeah. All right. So I was talking about prioritization or priorities. The first thing is just prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. List your priorities and compare them to your goals. If something you think is a priority but doesn't line up with your goals, then consider dumping it. Simple as that. Right. And while some things are a priority, they may not need to be done right now. <laughs> this is kind of, you know, feeding the outdoor cat, even though it's not yours. ODC. Like we have. Yeah. <laughs> isn't a priority over feeding your own family and getting dinner on the table. <laughs> and that load of laundry can wait to be done tonight while you concentrate on that presentation that you have to give tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny, those little things that need to get done. They may not be a priority right now. And so right. you need to decide, even on a daily basis, what is today's big priority yeah, and focus li- on that. I like Dwight Eisenhower's quadrant. Oh, yeah. The system. And, um, 
you know, the first quadrant, second quadrant, third quadrant, and fourth quadrant, things that are things that are urgent important and, and urgent. Important, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or urgent, not important. Right, not urgent, but important. Yeah, important exactly. Or not urgent and not important. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a cool tool to use as well. Yeah, we can link to that in the show notes, I yeah. think. Well, that's a cool tool. Um, another thing that I do to help prioritize um, or when I'm feeling overwhelmed with my to-do list is I like to use the four Ds as a guide. Can I delegate it, delay it, delete it, or do I actually need to do it? Right. And so, you know, delegating is nice, but you may have to pay to outsource the help, like the lawn or someone to clean your windows or, you know, things like that, right? Or someone to clean the house. So you can delegate it to somebody else or or outsource the help, if you will. Um, Or you can delay the task. But the thing about delaying the task is that you still have to get it done. Yeah, it's called procrastination. (laughs) Right. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but well, you, but in but I see how you, the, you're listing it because it is an option under prioritizing. It is. Does it fit into your priorities or not? Yeah, and, and I mean delay in a good sense in that okay, this is something it's still a priority, just doesn't need to be done right now. There's right. other things that are more urgent, and so right. or you can delete it altogether, which is my personal favorite. I get so much satisfaction just saying, you know what, that is no longer a priority. Let's just take it off the list altogether. <laughs> right. It's like the old, you know, shoot the 10 meter targets first for the 50 meter targets. And we used to say that in the, in the military. <laughs> so. You used to say that, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we talked about different circles, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's very cool though. Yeah. You're right. So, and then of course you can do the task. Now, once you've decided what task you'll do, then use some of these ideas to help you out. You can break down big projects into smaller tasks. This is key. With proper planning, you can break your projects down into 15-minute or even one- to two-hour sessions. And this helps you stay focused instead of getting burned out trying to get it all done at once. Like, for instance, a kitchen renovation or even just a slide presentation. Break those tasks or that project down into little tasks and then it just won't seem as daunting or overwhelming. You right. can tackle it task at a time instead of a whole project at, at a time. Right. Now, if you're having trouble deciding where to start, here's another idea. Just do something. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Just get moving. Sometimes that's all it takes. Um, I have a funny story. When I was, I was dating this guy in college and we went to Disneyland. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about... You dated old- somebody yeah, before... <laughs> Before you? <laughs> but you were only 30. You know? <laughs> What's up? What's up, Nuka? <laughs> well, we were waiting in line at the Matterhorn, and and it was just a cluster. People weren't listening to the guy that was directing, you know, people to sit on the right. ride and all this stuff. And it was just a mess. And it was this older gentleman, and I think he's probably like in his 60s, retired, um, and just probably just doing this on the side type of thing. And he had a he had gray hair, totally white, but with buzz cut and he was fit he looked like a a retired marine and he you could tell he was getting annoyed and he just he just said all right people i don't care what you do just do something now move 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 (laughs) and it was hilarious i was cracking up he went into his old like drill instructor mode and people got moving (laughs) so what does that have to do with procrastination i don't know except for sometimes you just got to move. Right. If people are stuck, and I do this at work, sometimes I even get stuck with a project and I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'll sit there and I'll pause. I'll try to gather my wits and everything. And and then sometimes I'm like, well, I still don't know which direction I'm going, but I'm just going to start doing something. Yeah. And usually it I, falls into place. I agree. With you. It eventually does fall into place because everybody stumbles sometimes on that. Sure. And that doesn't mean to take action and go off on a total tangent, but you're smart enough to know 
that once you start something, the pieces kind of fall into place. Yeah, so I let's agree. say you have to work on an essay or something, and you don't know where to start. Just start typing. Yeah. A lot of times, if you just start typing anything random, maybe it's just an outline form or just random thoughts, then you start to get your thoughts a little bit together, and then it starts to flow a little better. I know sometimes I will procrastinate on writing a blog post or whatnot, or preparing for even the podcast because I don't know where to start or right. where I want to go. But the second I sit down in this office and I just start typing, it starts to flow and it starts to come to me. It's just yeah. a matter of just getting started. Just do something. You know what I end up doing a lot on that is um, I write the conclusion first. Or oh, that's a good idea. Just because that's kind of the, a beginning in the, with the end in mind type of thing. But yeah. I write the conclusion because it conveys, okay, this is what I want to leave you with. This is the final thought. So, And then, then it's easy to go from that to, okay, the, this is what I have to do to get to that point. Very cool. Yeah, good advice. Another thing you can do is establish uninterrupted time. Oh, yeah. This is huge. I mean, mark on your calendar when you want to work on a project and don't let yourself get interrupted. I talk about this all the time as far as, you know, how to tackle to-do lists and stuff. It's just write it, you know, you can write it down, but it's just a written note until you actually apply a time to it yeah. and a date to get that, it done. That's a that's a level of commitment. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is to turn off distractions, like turn off the TV, mute your email, don't answer your phone, and tell the kids and family not to bother you if you're working at home on something. I mean, it's really that simple. And, you know, of course, you can try this at work, too. You may have to clear with your boss that you need one to two uninterrupted hours to work on a project, but it's amazing what you can get done, and you'll probably make the boss really happy. I completely agree. You know, we've all heard the term, I have an open door policy mm-hmm. at work, right? I hate that. Man, I had to have a closed door policy sometimes. When I was teaching at um, at University of South Florida, you have to have office hours in your sure. in your syllabus. And so I had my office hours and I followed those religiously. And people knew that they could knock on my door. I, I didn't close it unless I was working on something important mm-hmm. usually. and um, But when I did, I could focus. Yeah. Or honestly, sometimes that focus time was with headphones in my ears listening to a podcast that was my chill time sure. so I can get the rest of my schedule cleared away. I just had to listen to something while I was doing something else. You know, a lot of times I tell my clients that um, you have a door, you can't close it. Yeah. Uh, you can't post, please do not disturb. It's, it'll probably respect you for that. You yeah. know, you need, and that's all about creating boundaries too, but it's to help the you know the end state really is to it's for the the greater good or uh, you know a project to get done and getting that task completed and sometimes you may have to actually remove yourself from an area altogether you I mean, used physically. to do that all the time you used to go to the the base library I would and here's what's so crazy is that I would get more done in four hours away from my office at the library than sometimes I could get done in an entire week as yeah. far as paperwork and reviewing reports and things like that it was awesome I just told my boss hey I'm out of here. I'm going to be gone for about four hours. And what was cool is that I couldn't get phone reception in there either. So I couldn't get interrupted. Well, I'm not <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I just put my superintendent in charge. I was like, hey, you've got the helm right now. I'm out of here. All right. You know where you can find me if you need me. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Now, another thing that you can do is establish regular routines for your reoccurring tasks. Block off time on your calendar solely dedicated to your re- reoccurring tasks like checking email, calling family exercising, grocery shopping, mowing the lawn, and so on. This will prevent you from trying to get these things done when you should be working on another project. So, like for instance, you know, I have set days for laundry, set days for grocery shopping, set days for doing the yard or whatever. It's all on set. So I know I'm going to get that. Not only do I know I'm going to get that task done, but 
then the rest of my calendar can be open for these other tasks. Right. So just knock those out. Don't just do that. Because when you randomly do it, then it's going to be on your mind that and, you have to get it done. And it's going to pile up. It's going to pile up. And then it's going to choke into the time that you should be more productive. Right. So just saying. <laughs> okay. So we talked about some actionable steps you can take to help prevent procrastination. Here are some mental tricks that might help you as well. Cool. Visualize the finish. Kind of like you were saying, Dan. I'm way ahead of you. Dan. I know. You usually are. Come on now. Instead of looking at all the work it's going to take, get motivated by visualizing the end state. We talked about that in episode 30. That can be motivating in and of itself. Our kitchen renovation project didn't seem like much fun, but boy, oh boy, did the thought of a beautifully designed and functional kitchen keep us motivated. Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> so, but yeah. it came through, and I love that kitchen. Every day I step foot in it, I love it. So, But visualize the finish. You do a bunch of the, your Get Simplified videos I in do. there, too. It's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great background. Another thing that you can do is do the tough stuff first. Get the not-so-fun and difficult tasks done, then the rest will feel like a breeze. So that's kind of a little mental trick on you yep. you can do. Peer pressure is another thing that you can do, and that usually works. Um, it can be a good thing. Ask a friend, coworker, or even a significant other to help you keep on track and accountable. Yeah. It's good to have an accountability buddy. Oh, yeah. And there's also, I can't remember the name of the website, um, but there's a website. I'm going to have to find it and put it in the show notes. But in the, on the website, you actually you commit money to this or an embarrassing event, right? Oh. And you type it in there. And if you don't meet it, then you either have to pay or the re- embarrassing thing goes public. Oh, so, man. So, geez, I forget the name of the <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll think about it. But let, like people commit money to their, to their, the f- charity that they hate the most. Oh. Right. And then if they don't, if they don't commit, if they don't finish this, that money goes to that charity. That's interesting. If people work yeah. under, you know, negative peer pressure or whatever, yeah. but hey, it can well, be effective. It's, you know, apparently there have been, I'm going to throw out that term. Well, there's been studies. Oh. I, you know, I'd, I'd have to reference it, but um, I remember Tim Ferriss was talking about this in, um, in The 4-Hour Chef. If you do this, I'll give you $15. There's a certain level of motivation. But if I say, if you, if you don't do this, I'm going to take your $15 oh, from yeah. you. You're more motivated not to lose yours than you are to win additional. You know, I guess we kind of do that parenting as well. You know, yeah. you take away uh, television Privileges, time or yeah. game time and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. I can see how that could be beneficial. So, yeah, a little pressure can be good. <laughs> well, another thing that you can do is imagine the feeling of completion. Like, how are you going to feel once the task is complete? Proud, accomplished, relieved, less stress, happy. Yes. And this is actually what I had to do when I was studying for the BCPO exam. Or prepping for marathons. Oh, yeah. It was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to feel like, man, I did that. You know, I would dread sometimes getting started or even running. And but I'm like, okay, but just imagine how you're going to feel when you're done. Yeah. Well, actually, the marathon, I felt like crap after I was done. <laughs> it takes a toll on your body. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, imagine the feeling two weeks after completion. There you Maybe go. Maybe that's there the better you go. That tip. might be better. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can also tune out negative self-talk. And I've mentioned this before. Um, don't say, I can't. Instead, change your thoughts to, I can do it. I want to do this. I will do this. And I'm going to rock at this. Because sometimes it actually works. It does. Yeah. Uh, I agree. You know, sometimes when I'm preparing for a presentation and I'm dreading kind of preparing for it, but I'm like, oh, but man, you love what you do, Vanessa. You are great at what you do. 
you got so much to share. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. It's like I have like this little pump up session yeah. you know, for myself. So you're telling me to lie to myself. Is what you're no. <laughs> well, here's something. Here's some of Dan's advice that I'm going to share with you next. Uh-oh. False motivation is better than no motivation. Yeah, that's, my, that's one of my old sayings. That's huh? right. Yep. So when all else fails, try this. Dan used to you used to tell this to the troops or your students or whatever when they were dragging their feet and, yeah. you know, they didn't really want to do PT or whatever, which is physical training. Um, he would say this, and, and basically, if you pretend a project is fun and start making light of the situation, more often than not, yeah. you actually will start enjoying it. And I still get posts every once in a while on, on uh, Facebook. Do from you? Old, yeah, from old uh, students who... Uh, you know, like doing doing flutter kicks. It's like, come on, people. You don't get sound motivated. We're going to keep going. Either way, we're we're going to go to 100. And it may take 300 to get there to 100. <laughs> but some false motivation is better than no motivation. Oh, awesome. I love right? it. Yeah. And it used to work, you know, or singing or when we were running down and doing formation runs and singing Jody calls, you oh, know. Yeah. And if it wasn't... It was a boring Jody. I mean, you're it, just like, you're still it's just dragging. It's slow and nobody's in step. And then what did I used to do then? Remember the submarine runs? I don't, I don't remember. It's going to be long and silent. Oh. You no, know, eight miles. <laughs> be, we could, we'll turn this into a submarine run. Oh. Long and silent. <laughs> awesome. Yep. So the last tip is to establish a reward. Treat yourself when you finish your project. Maybe you could go out to dinner or read a book or buy something new for yourself, although we're don't really advocate buying a lot of new things because we're trying to simplify our lives. (laughs) But just treat yourself to something special, you know, a night out uh, with your spouse or your loved one, whatever. Sometimes this can be really motivating and help you get started on a project that you've been kind of dragging your feet on. Agreed. So as you can see, there are several ways to combat procrastination. The thing is, is just first to identify the cause and then try one or several of these strategies that I've shared with you today to help get you out of your funk and get things done. And at the very least, you probably feel a little less stressed. So, uh, by the way, I almost procrastinated on preparing for this this episode, but I actually followed my own advice and I did things like I imagined the feeling of completion, like woohoo, I'm ahead of the ball game, ready to go, another episode <laughs> down, you know. And I also established uninterrupted time, you know, no Facebook, no emails. I just was looking at the clock, going, okay, for two hours, I'm going to be working on nothing but this, you know, prepping for this episode, and then I prioritize, I kind of reprioritize things. I put off doing laundry and dishes and things because we work from home. Sometimes the home can be a distraction. So I just said, I'm not going to deal with those right now. I can do that later. Yeah. Um, and then I established a reward for myself. I said, well, when I'm done with this prep, then I can do an hour workout and grab a few bites of chocolate afterwards. There, there you <laughs> go. Working out is yeah. a reward for me. So, down, yeah. <laughs> so well, there you go. Well, Hopefully those are some tips that can help you with your procrastination. Those are some great stuff. Okay, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm glad you brought up the whole procrastination thing because it really does kind of, I think, tie into what I wanted to talk about today. And that is doing a personal review. And this one's kind of, it's personal for me, but I thought that as I was going through my own personal review Maybe I'd share my thoughts uh, as they applied to me so that if you know somebody else is going to do their own personal review, maybe they can glean some ideas from what I'm doing. Oh, that's nice, yeah. And I don't even know. I just called it a personal review. I don't, I don't know if there's a, another better name for it or whatever. But that's kind of a lead-in to my personal review, just kind of a, a ba- some background. I, I had this feeling, this lingering feeling, and this was even before vacation, that I wasn't being as productive as I could be. And in some ways, I felt like 
I questioned, am I taking the path of least resistance on some things? And I thought it would be important for me to take a little bit of time to reflect and contemplate and if necessary, adjust course a little bit. And so I wanted to make sure that the things that I was doing were really in line with my pillars and my goals and my plans. So as I went through this, I just spent some time thinking and I realized that those feelings that I had were spot on. I wasn't being as productive as I was capable of being. And I had let myself get a little bit off course. And I thought that maybe if I discuss some of the things that came to mind for me as I was going through this, that, uh, you know, if somebody else was going to be going through this too, maybe they need a little bit of a push. And if I mention it on the show and it helps somebody else, then it, then that's great. But it is kind of personal for me. And I, I'm thinking of making an SOP on this process. And so that might be forthcoming and in a process that I want to go through, you know, at different points of time. I don't know if it's monthly or, or quarterly or what have you, but to do a personal review. So if anybody has ideas that they'd like to share on how to do a personal review or whatever you call it, I'd love to hear them. So as I put this SOP together, I'm absolutely open to ideas on it. Sure. So kind of a disclaimer up front. Like I said, this, this personal review was ad hoc. But I'll discuss what shook out of it. And um, so that said, I'm going to talk about my top five things that I'm working on that came out of this personal review. Great. So the first one I wanted to discuss was my goal. I have a goal of structuring the first half of my day. Our lives are not at the point where we need to structure out the entire day. I don't want to live like that anymore. Mm -hmm. I've had to do that before. Don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But I do think it would be nice to have commit to structuring half a day most of the time right? and trying to focus on my peak productivity time, which is in the morning for, for me, you know that. Yeah. And I have to understand my blocks of time. I referred to different um, habits, routines, rhythms, and rituals back in episode 30. But as I'm, as I'm evaluating my time, you know, the clock has 12 hours on it, right? And 24 hours in a day, 12 hours on a clock. And that's just kind of an artificial measurement of time mm-hmm. for, for people. And my blocks of time that I can, that I really want to focus on first are first my early morning time. And what I would like to do is use that early morning time when typically I'm the only one up to read and to write and to prep for the day. That may include checking emails and all that. And I know a lot of the gurus out there say, don't check your emails first thing in the morning. And well, it's whatever works for you. It's whatever works for you. Yeah. And I do like to check them first thing in the morning. And then the next block of time for me is, since I usually take the kids to school, is after the kids are dropped off. Now, there's times when I have to pop right into work out to the world shed quarters to start working at that time. But there's other times that, Maybe I can do PT and then hygiene and then come out and take care of my big rocks. So it's either mm. it's either come out and take care of the big rocks or the my th- you know three major tasks for the day, or I take a day and do PT, right. ride my bike, whatever. And then the afternoon I want to have is flex time. So those are my major blocks of time. Evening times, personal time. I'm not going to plan that out. That's on our own personal calendar. Sure. But um, I think I need to do this incrementally. And start with that early morning block of time first. So maybe not say, okay, I'm going to start structuring my half of my day 
right away. Maybe just start with that early morning time and then do that for a few weeks. Really commit to oh, that's good. Yeah. do my writing, do my mm-hmm. reading, and see how that goes. And then he's into it. That'll give it some time, and then I reevaluate. Typically, when I do things, I, I say, oh, I'm going to give it 30 days. I always do that, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it 30 days. I can do anything for 30 days. But I don't think I'm going to do it for a full 30 days. I'm going to do it for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and see how it's going, committing to that early morning time before I incorporate the next block of time. Yes, I think it's much easier to start a new habit or routine just a little bit at a time and then, yeah. a, and then to build on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's exactly what I want to do. So we'll see about that. So if you're going to look at structuring your time, I would just ask a couple of questions. Have you purposely structured your day or have you allowed it to be structured for you? These are things that I ask myself that I think anybody could ask themselves honestly. What about your free time? How do you protect it? How do you structure that? And how do you best utilize that? Mm -hmm. You know, I just thought, well, maybe it is time to take a look at your time. Sure and see if you can make some changes there. You know, what's interesting is our productive clocks are a little bit off, though. See, I'd rather do work on an afternoon yeah. productivity. And I mean early afternoon. I'm talking from noon to about 2 is, is my, no kidding, real productive period, and even later than that. But uh, I like to get my little piddly task and let my get things done in the day because then I feel like, okay, now that's done. Now I can concentrate on whatever I need to concentrate on the rest right. of the day. So I bet we'll be able to balance that out. But that's pretty... Pretty insightful. I like it. Yeah. The, but the thing is, I mean, right at my peak period of time, I got to break and take the kids to school. Right. And then and then do PT or whatever if I'm going to do that. Yeah. But I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Okay. So um, the next one I wanted to hit was I need to focus more on completion versus doing more. You know, we all know that doing more doesn't equate to getting more done. You know, it's like when you're on a treadmill, you could be working your butt off on that treadmill, but you're not really physically getting anywhere. You know, you're just... You're exerting a lot of effort, but not making a lot of progress, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, physically you might be inside, well, but you're not. I know distance wise, distance wise, I mean. yeah, yeah, gotcha. But you know, I'm an idea person, and I and I constantly get good ideas in my head, and to the point where it can be frustrating sometimes. Oh yeah. But you know, for my clients, that's the area that they most appreciate. That's right. From me, mm-hmm. absolutely, because they can talk about a problem, and I'll have I can have three ideas. That instantly pop into my head, and they never thought about. Right, and, and they're like, like wow, ex- what? Oh, exactly, awesome. I need to do that. So it helps for them, mm-hmm. but um, it's too easy for me to bounce around and lose focus if I'm the one who has to execute all of those because I do get wrapped up in different things, mm-hmm. and so I really do have to focus more on completion versus doing more when it's something a task that I have to do. So, what kind of things am I talking about? I'm talking about like reading a book or writing a book projects that I start, courses that I've paid for. I tend to I tend to be able, if I get a book, I tend to be able to skim it mm-hmm. and grasp probably 70% of that information mm-hmm. just by skimming it. But I don't get the whole thing. I don't get the whole benefit of the book. Right. And so there are things that I start and then... I never I, complete fully type thing. Or- exactly. Exactly. I'm not like a uh, squirrel, you know? <laughs> right, right. I'm not like that at all. But... I have an idea and I'm in the middle of executing it and then a better idea comes along and I'm executing that. So essentially I'm going to reevaluate if these things are still important to me. Sometimes you just have to let things go. So I'm going to either complete the books or I'm going to let it go. I'm going to complete the project or I'm going to let it go. There you go. I have no idea how many domain names I own, Mm -hmm. right? I know it's over 60 now. It's down from what it used to be. But some of those were ideas for to execute. Some of those I've sold. Some of those I've just let expire. Right. Um, but some of them, it's just time to let them go. 
you know, if you love something, set it free. <laughs> you know? But uh, um, I have to look at, well, do I still need it? Will it still benefit me? Uh, for a few of these, I honestly, for like courses, I fell right into that marketer's expectation that I'll probably buy it and not complete it anyway. <laughs> you know, and that happens a lot. How many clothes does your average person have in their closet that still has tags on it? Oh my goodness! Well, but, I don't know. That's hard to yeah, say. But, yeah, but you see, but it all the whole eighty twenty rule, though. I mean, right. it's like just eighty percent of it you don't use. Twenty percent right. is what you use on a recurring basis, or twenty percent of what you own you wear eighty percent of the time. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. And that is true. I see that a lot with my clients, but yeah. So a, a lot of this, like I said, ties in with your procrastination tips. Mm-hmm. And there's certainly a sense of satisfaction and calm that comes with completion. So I asked myself, and you could ask yourself these too. So what are some of the things that you've let pile up? Either physical things or tasks or that list of someday I'll fill in the blank, right? Maybe it's time to list those out and deal with them. Right. Maybe it's time to let some of them go. So that's my second one. So my third one is improvement of Sip Life Together as a resource. Hmm. I want to improve the website. Uh, and I mentioned this before. I want to do more written blog posts. And we, I know we both want to do some videos. But I'm still kind of struggling with the whole community thing. I'm not sure if a full-blown community is best or simply just a forum where all the great questions and answers. Like, like on the Edit and Forget It yeah, Challenge Facebook page. Yeah, great stuff there. Lots of stuff is captured there. And... Um, but it would and, be nice to break that stuff down, whether it be photo organizing, organizing kids, or just whatever. filling out your yeah. screen. Whatever the case is, right now it's just a big stream, you know? Right. But, and I haven't decided on that yet. Yeah, yeah. And I did, people did submit um, comments on the um, that survey that, that I had asked people to take part in a long time ago. I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes because I don't even remember what episode it was now. But I just don't know where, I know I want something, I want there to be something there. And I want it to be there not because I want it, because that's not why right. we, we were just kind of documenting our journey, right? And then I think that people are finding it helpful and would like to, I'd like them to have the resource. Right. Because a lot of these um, questions and answers are just, they're linear. You know, the, somebody emails me or they email you, they ask a question and we reply. Right. Well, that may be a question that 10,000 other people have. Mm-hmm. And, and if we did it in a forum, it could always be there, right? So that's what I'm thinking about. And I just haven't figured it all out yet. And I would like some feedback on that. Another thing is, I know that I've been terrible about emails and subscription stuff. And for instance, I most listeners subscribe to the show through iTunes or Stitcher or some other type of podcatcher. And that means they don't get the written posts or the videos that we want to do. So I want to change the email subscription to a weekly digest with uh, with links to all the week's posts and not mm. just the audio. Because if we do want to expand the site, I want it to be available there for people to get. Definitely. Yeah. But they don't need to get 10 things every week. I don't want to, I mean, that doesn't, that's not simple. So I want to kind of tweak that a little bit. And I'm not exactly sure what he- direction I'm headed yeah. with, uh, headed in on that, but I got to figure that out. So it's, I know it's something I want to work on. So as I went through this, a lot of the questions that I asked myself, and you could ask yourself too, is, What's a project that's important to you, that you love, and that you care about, that you want to see grow into something bigger? And what's holding you back from taking action on it? Is it your abilities? Is it your imagination? Is it your resources? Um, What can you do to work around or overcome those obstacles? And maybe it's time to spend a little time thinking about that too. Mm -hmm. And so that's the point where I am. So moving on to my fourth one. I need to revisit my consumption versus production ratio. Oh, that's good. <laughs> now, I talked about that a long time ago. It's been a couple of months. 
that I always have subscribed to a bunch of blogs right, and a pod- bunch of podcasts mm-hmm. and all that. And I scaled that down quite a bit because I really wanted to focus on producing something, on producing stuff for the show. Right. And I have to admit, my consumption habits for information did a complete 180. You know, So I used to go from reading feeds from over 100 blogs every day and listening to podcasts incessantly. And I did that shift a couple of months ago to kind of curb my consumption and increase my production. Well, I was just too caught up in consuming content and I wasn't producing any. And so my, my consumption certainly dropped off and my production went up and it was going good, everything's mm-hmm. going good. But then my production kind of went down and my consumption never came back up to the so, point where it was. That's good. So, but... well, it's kind of, the production needs to stay up there. And right. I've also found that uh, I got a lot from that consumption too. I need to find a better balance. Right. Okay. That's so, if my if my ratio before was ten to one, ten consumption to one production, I did a complete flip flop to one consumption, ten production, mm-hmm. and I need to kind of be like five to five or one to one. I guess it would be the ratio. Yeah. So <laughs> one to one on the ratio. So I'm revisiting that. And I don't know if it was vacation, a lack of focus, uh, laziness. And I, maybe I was thinking maybe I just let simple become dull. Oh. And I don't want to do that. Right. But, but, you know, it's like I usually have, I used to hit tech stuff on every single show almost. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is there's nothing right now in the tech world out there that's blowing me away and nothing that's changing the way that I'm doing business. So that's why I haven't been sharing much. Wow. And so I know a lot of people like the tech stuff, but I don't want to search around for stuff that, that, uh, just because, just because. Mm-hmm. and, uh, the things that I have adopted into my routine have become pretty solid. So there, um, I think things are working out on that aspect. So as I went through it, I asked myself some questions. You can ask yourself the same thing. Is there, is there something that you produce or are responsible for? That you've let slide a little bit. Oh, I know. I've hit this one yeah. as well. And, yep. and do you have any idea why? And mm-hmm. maybe that five wise analysis tool that I talked about in episode 36, the last show, can help you get to the root cause of yeah. some of that. So yeah. that's a way you can apply that. I think that's some good advice right there. I think just that right there is uh, some, some good tools to help you figure out why you've let things slide. Yeah. You know, I know I've done that in some areas of my business as well, and it's in I mean, it's really, I mean, our topics together with the procrastination and doing a personal review really do go hand in hand. <laughs> I know. It's Man, so this funny. Must that... sound, this must be a bummer episode after no, last week. No, no. laughing and laughing and laughing. And it was, a, it was a short episode. I think we were done in like 53 minutes in the last show. It was like, man, we're happy. We're done. Kumbaya. And then now we're droning on for an hour, right? And it's like, oh. No, nah, it's all good. No, it's all good stuff, though. But that's it how is. it is. It's the, it's the roller coaster that we all ride. And, you know, you've yep. got to do. And the whole thing is that we're just trying to share ideas of things that we struggle with and then some ideas on how to get through those struggles. So right. I think it's great. Good. Well, I'm going to cover my last one and then I'm going to quit my wine. We're going to pick it up so. here. <laughs> <laughs> so my fifth one is health and fitness. And this one has been a long-term problem for me. And since the revenue from the fitness industry just in the U.S. last year topped $45 billion, what? I'm guessing it's a long-term problem for most people. <laughs> so uh, wow. work used to take care of this for me. I didn't even have to think about exercise. I was out there, you know, leading right. 50, 60 people at a time or 120 right. at a time. And through, 
you know, the PT program in the morning, we'd all be running down the street, jumping out of, or going out, jumping out of planes, doing crazy yeah, things. Yeah, you were required to be physically fit. And yeah. So you had to meet, you know, standards and all that good stuff. Without so, yeah. a doubt. But, you know, a few medical conditions, injuries, and retirement have put a big damper on that <laughs> level of activity. So, yep. so I still, I, I haven't done nearly enough to overcome those th- conditions and those habits that I have formed. And again, we tend to take the path of least resistance, just like mm-hmm. water. And I know you've assigned a much higher priority to fitness than I have. So I probably need to take a few lessons from you on that. I'll be a personal trainer. That's right. <laughs> and because uh, I'm tired of looking like 260 pounds of chewed bubble gum. Right? <laughs> Stop so, it. So, <laughs> you are not 260 I, pounds either. But I know. I'm 100 pounds lighter. Well, almost 100 pounds lighter. Now. But <laughs> as I went through this, a couple of areas that I asked myself. Again, you can ask these to yourself too if you're interested. What's the one area where you keep finding yourself falling short of your goals or more likely your dreams? Mm. And it may not be fitness, but maybe it's organization. Maybe it's finances or speaking or technology or some other area of your life. And, you know, maybe you can ask, is there someone that you can learn from either in person or online, a coach, a mentor or someone you admire? And if you take a little time, there's probably tons of low cost or free resources out there that you could tap into. You know, you probably have friends Like I have you, who's very good at fitness, who could help me. Others probably have friends in their lives or family or Mm -hmm. people close to them or somebody else they're willing to pay to kind of help bring them up to speed. Right. And uh, if it's really that big of a dream, it might be worth it. Absolutely. So that's all I got. Those are my things. Well, I really think that's great that you shared that because I think there's a lot of takeaways that people out there who are struggling with whatever areas in their life that they can use some of these questions and even maybe adopt some of these areas that you were looking in yeah. to help them in their own life. So, well, awesome. you know, my life is pretty darn good. I'm awfully blessed. I think our whole family is very, very blessed. Definitely. And it's, uh, I don't want to sound like it's a bummer, but man, I think you, I think you owe it to yourself to go through, just like you take your car in for maintenance to keep yes. it in top shape. You got to take you got to check yourself into the couch every once in a while and uh or your or your lazy chair and do mm-hmm. some do some contemplation matter of fact on one of my to-do lists because i make on the list maker here is for us to do a family review yeah you know to review our life plan our goals our finances all that stuff and that we need to make that a reoccurring appointment not just when oh, it's time to look at this stuff yeah not when a big expense comes up and it's like okay let's reevaluate our our finances again you know yeah. we just need to have a regular set time just like you do taxes every year yeah Maybe you should do your own, like family review, even. So, a personal review, a family review, all great ideas. I'm all I think. for it. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to move on. Now, remember, if you have questions or comments, you can always reach us at dan at simplelifetogether.com and at Daniel Hayes on Twitter or Vanessa at simplelifetogether.com and at Get Simplified on Twitter. And there are links to our Google Plus profiles on the website. All right. So, we're going to move into the thing segment. And my thing this week was uh, John Bardo wrote what he calls his Simple Success Manifesto, which is an online booklet, which he calls an unbook. And I uh. I actually, we're, uh, we're connected on Twitter, and I just saw this in a tweet. I clicked through, and I really, really enjoyed myself. There are lots of great gems about simplicity, and it was just such a nice, simple, refreshing read. You know, it only takes you a couple minutes to go through. And I'm not going to go too much deeper because, honestly, I hope you go check it out for yourself. And I'll put a quick link to John's manifesto at simplelifetogether.com slash SSM. So go have a look. Awesome. That's cool. Well, my thing is 
my recent purchase and testing of some travel clothing. Now, I know, folks, we're all about the edit and forget it challenge, about editing things out of your lives. So believe me, the things that I have purchased, I have edited out. So the one in, one out rule, I totally apply by. But as Dan and I have talked in our, um, I think it was a couple episodes ago about our travel and how this is a new lifestyle for us. It's one of our goals is to be able to travel more and be with family. I wanted to establish a simple wardrobe. And Dan got me hooked on some clothing and merino wool clothing. So I purchased basically a week's worth of clothing that I can use in different weather, um, you know, different types of climates, I guess, and that I can mix, mix and match the clothing. And I tell you, I I love it. I am <laughs> so happy with it because I use, there's a couple brands that I've I purchased. It's Icebreaker and Ibex Marina Wool Products. And like I said, I have a week's worth of clothing that really, like Dan said, I mean, a week's worth, you can like, you can make that a month's if worth. If you can live, if it's enough for a week, it's enough for a month. If yes. it's enough for a month, it's enough for a year. Yes, you can layers. make it work. So that's the beauty of the clothing. And what I've done too is that I've hung all of those pieces in a section in my closet. So it's just basically, I know that's all my travel gear. Any trip I would take, you know, for vacation or whatever, I can just grab that and go. And what I like about it, too, is that the clothing, it's good for warm weather and cool weather, which is nice because it's breathable and all that good stuff. And the thing I really like about it is that I've tested it on the road. Like, I've done a four-day road trip wearing the same outfit, and it didn't stink at all. <laughs> and just, you know, of course, I washed out the underpants and stuff like that. But that was what was nice is that I could wash it simply with some, some soap and rinse it out, and it dries overnight. Actually, it dries quicker than that. It, yeah. it dries pretty quickly. And then it's good to go for the next day. But it's just beautiful, and I've worn it at night, and I've worn it out and about you wear it all the time now i love it i'm wearing actually i'm wearing it right now well, that goes back to the quality thing we talked about a long time ago that yes. have fewer things but have them quality and that's what that's what you're going to need exactly and so it's a little pricey but we search for coupons and sales and that's how we purchase the items um and again simplifying too also means you know that being able to edit all this other junk out of our life we can get good quality things so that's my thing is my new travel clothing so that's very it very cool Okay, so that's it for episode 37 of Simple Life Together. And the next time you're faced with uh, procrastination, maybe you've fallen victim to that, maybe check out some of Vanessa's tips to help you get through it. And Dan talked about his personal review and the top five things that he'll be working on to improve his life. And yeah. so maybe you can use some of those things to help you as well. And I'll keep that updated. We'll see how it goes. Nice. So my thing was John Bardo's Simple Success Manifesto, and there's a link in the show notes to that. And my thing was how happy I am with my one-week supply of travel clothing in my little mini wardrobe. <laughs> now, as usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 037. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast directories. And head on over to simplelifetogether.com where you can sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge over on the left-hand column of the site or check out the Google Drive tutorial or use the free side gig website guide if you're interested in starting a lifestyle business to support your simple life. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life too. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together.